0: Alon. Hi, Hi
1: Casey. How's it going? It's better this week I'd say. I'm just a little scattered and not quite myself but not as stressed as last couple of weeks have been.
0: I kind of relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is always a fun time to be scatterbrained. And yeah.
1: I went in kind of like a brief panic last night because I was like, oh, crap, I didn't place any of my orders yet. Everything's just sitting in my Amazon cart because I am that person. Mm. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I am literally the person that is running to Meijer like the day before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbing the crumbs off
1: the shelf. Right. That's me. We tend to do that on Easter. Oh, Easter. Yeah. That's my new favorite because of uh, Beer Bunny. Beer Bunny. <laughs> yep. And lotto tickets.
0: And lotto tickets. Yes. I <laughs> forgot about that. Mm hmm. So I've got dad jokes for you. Yes, please. Christmas style because this is our Christmas creeps episode. Oh, yes. What's better than a creep? A oh.
1: Christmas creep.
0: <laughs> So what kind of cars do elves drive? What kind? Toyotas. Oh,
1: good Lord.
0: What does a gingerbread person use to stay warm? What? A cookie sheet.
1: (laughs) That one's funny because it's true.
0: (laughs) How can you tell a snowman from a snow woman? Oh God, how? You check for snowballs. (laughs) Oh Lordy. Why is it getting harder to buy Advent calendars? Why? Their days
1: are numbered. Wow. <laughs> you that are, one caused me physical pain. I loved that one. I feel like my liver just took a beating.
0: <laughs> if I were a dad joke, I would marry that
1: dad joke. I bet you would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so you're going to tell me about this Antichrist baby?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, there was well, there was a baby born in the final full moon of 2019, and also the decade. I yeah, can um, see. Yes, even baby. So just after midnight Thursday morning, baby Daenerys was born at 12:12 12, 12 a.m. on December 12, 2019. Whoa. Um, his parents, I think it's Danerica and Charles Bell from Belleville, Illinois. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, Welcome their baby at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in the Women and Infants Center. Um, he was, he's actually a little early. He was originally due on the 30th, but I'm guessing he decided to make his appearance for that uh, coincidental date and time. Please tell me that he did not weigh 12 pounds. No. um, He was 7 pounds, I think 9 ounces, what they said. I didn't have a length, but... But yeah, so the final moon that we had, the final full moon is called the cold moon. Ooh. Yeah.
0: This baby's gonna be witchy as fuck.
1: I know, right? I'm actually like, I think that's pretty cool.
0: It is really cool. I like I like weird number coincidences. Mm-hmm. Like um William's birthday is 3-6 and Lila's is 912. Like three. Cute. Yeah. And then Holden's is 7'8, so it's Oh
1: my 12. good really? I like weird number things. I enjoy it. But yeah, um, so I'm thinking, as we said earlier, that baby is either going to have incredible luck. Yes. And be amazing at everything he does. Or
0: he's going to be a garbage person. (laughs) Who's terrible at everything and is just generally terrible. Right. Or he's the Antichrist.
1: Number coincidences, right?
0: Well, you know they prophesized that the antichrist would be a man because mm-hmm. i mean of course men are ruining everything <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding just kidding um they said he would be beautiful mm-hmm. and, and that
1: baby is a beautiful. gorgeous little squish and i want to kiss his little face me too he's adorable
0: Just think if you could say, I kissed the Antichrist
1: (laughs) When he was only a
0: week old. And all I got is
1: this shirt. And all I got was this shirt. (laughs) Oh my God. Amazing.
0: Well, Christmas is right around the corner. Are you prepared?
1: Hell no. Um... I This is the first year where I haven't been on top of all of our, like, decorating and events and all that stuff. It's like every week I wake up and I'm like, oh, crap, we got a bunch of Christmas stuff to do. Completely forget about it. So, I mean, I scrambled and made everyone put put up and decorate the tree, like, last week when normally I would have had it done the day after Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> And I'm just, I just don't feel, I'm not feeling it this year. I'm not either. It was really hard for me
0: because Lila was in the hospital over Thanksgiving. Right. And whatnot. So like, I mean, we did celebrate Thanksgiving, but it just didn't feel like a real celebration. Yeah. Or holiday. So like, I just, I'm not in Mm -hmm. the spirit. You're not there yet. And like we did, we always do our family Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. and we did it with the boys and Novaila and it just Aww, wasn't the it's same. It's not the same. Like, it's just kind of a bummer. Hmm. So do you guys do any traditions in your family?
1: Um, well, so my mom's side of the family, there are a lot of them, tons of us on that side. Um, everyone's mostly in Benton Harbor, but they're kind of spread out across Michigan, Indiana, and Illinois. Anyway, um, We celebrate all together on Christmas Eve. So the entire family travels to one person's house, which used to be my great, my great grandparents' house in Benton Harbor, where everyone grew up. Um, Once they passed and that house was sold, it shifted to my parents' house here, Which put a ridiculous amount of stress on my mom and I because we had to do the cleaning and the cooking and stuff. But you know, if anybody is going to do the cooking, it should be you guys. (laughs) Right. And last year, it was at our cousin Cole's house, which was a blast. We took over their entire basement and the kids ran around it was lots of fun i love that so we always do um we always have a family sing-along we have these christmas carol um photocopies from like the 70s that everyone still has and still uses and we all hand them out and everyone gathers around we all sing together each person has to read a bible verse (laughs) everybody including the kids um, it's, a, it's a huge thing it's probably my favorite thing and when are you adopting me? <laughs> I told you you guys, you you guys are coming this year anyway oh, man. <clears throat> oh, man. just to hang out um, it's always really packed we have so much fun
0: Lila would love to get passed around there people. oh
1: yes that would be fun but yeah and then I typically I might make tamales I don't know it, it just depends on the mood, I am, mood I'm in
0: if you make tamales I will
1: come over Okay.
0: (laughs) And sample them for you. Make sure that they're safe for consumption. (laughs) Just testing them. Mm -hmm.
1: Gotta make sure everything's
0: all right. One of the things that we usually love doing is the wassailing and parchment.
1: Oh, fine. We missed
0: it this year because, again, Lila was in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed it's the first year in a long time that I haven't gone. Um, I have pictures of William like every year on the firetruck because. It's so for people who don't know, Mm -hmm. Wasseling is like in this little town that looks like it's out of Gilmore Girls. It
1: does. It's the
0: sweetest place, and I just love the heart there. Um, But they do what they call Wasseling. Each, like, business that elects to participate has a different, like, station. Mm -hmm. So, like, Gino's Pizza, they hand out tiny breadstick bites. Oh, I love Gino's. And they have um, a Santa Claus there, usually, and they give out little candy canes. So cute! It's amazing. And then, like, the one church always has a pony ride out back mm-hmm. and it's, you do it at night so you can see all the Christmas lights Aww. and you get cookies and punch at the middle school and can hear the bands play mm-hmm. and they have like a na- live nativity scene. And
1: I love living nativities. It's so, cool. so fun. But
0: it's just, it's a really fun, fun family time mm-hmm. and I'm bummed that we didn't get to do it this
1: year. But yeah. There's always next year. There is. And my parents' neighborhood, um, we grew up doing um, luminaries outside, so the Winchell luminaries, where oh, everyone cool. turns their lights off and drives to the neighborhood. It's always gorgeous because you drive through and look at all the trees. And, yeah. And we, <clears throat> my um, parents' house is one of the last, it's either one of the last stops on your way through or the first one you see, depending on which end of the neighborhood you come in at. And my mom always makes our living room this giant showpiece. oh my gosh she goes crazy overboard everything is all glitter art deco like really pretty she she does such a good job but I'm just happy I don't live there anymore so I don't have to do all the work to do it to set it all up that's my brother's for (laughs) so yeah good times I'm, I'm looking forward to to that part um, not so much the stress, just the hanging out with the family and things. Yes,
0: I agree. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. And also the food.
1: Yes. And that mulled wine that I keep in the crock pot for like a day. It is yeah. fire.
0: Now you're talking <laughs> my language. Right.
1: Uh, I was gone so fast last year. Spiked cider is also a favorite. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> so... We've talked about our holiday traditions, Mm -hmm. which are pretty normal for where we are. Yeah. Today's subject is going to be some interesting and honestly kind of terrifying Christmas characters and traditions from other countries.
0: This is probably one of the most interesting rabbit holes that I've went down in a long time. Oh, totally. I actually learned... A lot of new information mm-hmm. about something that I thought I knew a lot about.
1: Very cool. So I feel like that's part of the reason we even do this. I know. It's to feed the inner nerd. Yes. And we get to, we go down, we, it's making use of our ridiculously detailed wiki dives and rabbit holes we end up in. We're like, oh, but it's podcast research. Exactly. It's not, just, but we're, that's okay. We can just justify it. It started out that way.
0: <laughs> All right, so do you <clears throat> remember the Wicker Man movie? Of course. The bees. So at the end with Nicolas Cage and he's in the the, the giant man mm-hmm. and gets roasted. Yep. So imagine that. Mm-hmm. But it's goat-shaped. Oh my God. Yes, please. And they burn it down. Every year. That's so cool. Since like the 1960s. Okay. Today we're talking about Tom Ten and his... Good friend, the Yule Goat. Oh my God, I love it. So, anybody who knows me knows that I am obsessed with gnomes. Mm-hmm. They are delightful people-hating creatures. <laughs> well, they don't hate people; they just prefer to not be around them, which is honestly my cup of tea. Same. No. <laughs> Tom Ten are basically a type of gnome. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just say that they exist in that Fey realm under that umbrella. Um, They are very common in Nordic folklore, Mm -hmm. and they go by various names, but I'm going to just refer to this as Tomten. Right. Um, So it's associated with the winter solstice and Christmas. They look like tiny little men who stand no more than three feet tall. Mm -hmm. They have long white beards, like kind of... um,
1: like Dumbledore. Oh, okay. You know, like that real long. So kind like, of that, like, uh, like touches the floor. Yeah. Short. Yep.
0: Comes to kind of that elegant point.
1: Like, I love it.
0: Yes. So envision that, and then they have these tall, bright-colored hats mm-hmm. that are shaped like dunce caps. So, so
1: like, like very tall conical. Do like, you remember David the Gnome? Yeah. 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 So kinda that, like,
0: yeah, kind of like David the okay. Gnome. <clears> okay. <throat> um, that is actually what. Matt referenced and I was like, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> I completely forgot about David the gnome. Yeah. Like so much so that I had to Google it for
1: a second. Oh because I was like, what
0: is he talking about? And then I was like, Whoa. This is
1: familiar. My hmm. mind is blunt. Like there's some little shadowy part of your brain that was like, Wait, this yeah. is something.
0: Yeah, I was just like, Ooh, things that that was a deep one, deep memory. No kidding. Um, so there are some Stories that indicate that they could shapeshift, but mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Um, you can just imagine that however you want. Um, according to the tradition, these adorable little gnomes are kind of similar to the house elves of the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Um, um, they live in your homes and barns, and they quietly protect the families that live there kind of behind the scenes. Um, When you treat them well, they will protect your home and your animals from evil and misfortune. And maybe even help out with the chores if you're super nice. Oh, good. But much like other fae species, they're bitchy as hell. Right. Um, Don't dare offend them because you will be sorry. Mm -hmm. If you don't know anything about fairies, they're bitches. They are very sensitive. (laughs) And um, they also like to cause mischief. Mm -hmm. So don't trust them too much (laughs) Um, if you piss them off you could probably look forward to them killing your goats and stealing your stuff or moving shit around so
1: just ruining your life and just just
0: making it very uncomfortable fucking with you in general gotcha which I kind of like to do to people yeah I'd
1: say that's probably in your like top Three or four hobbies. Yep,
0: <laughs> it's just who I am as a person. Yep, it's a personality trait at this point. So, <laughs> Tom Ten, this cute little guy, he hangs out with Yule Goat. Yule Goat is um, another creature in Nordic folklore that he goes way the fuck back to pagan times. Oh,
1: I love it! Like
0: the one article I read was like, we don't even know how old. Oh, just so a, good. A really long fucking time. <laughs> So, um, they think Yolgo is based on the two goats that pulled Thor's chariot. Gotcha. So, I don't know how to pronounce the real versions of their names, mm-hmm. but they translate to Gaptooth and Toothgrinder. Okay, I kind of love it. I do too. So, Gaptooth and Toothgrinder, um, <laughs> this is so gross, Thor would constantly murder them and okay. eat them. Right. And they would just come back the next day. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember Um, that. It's not like touched on a super ton in like the current Thor Mm -hmm. Marvel type stuff. But I mean, I think they vaguely reference it once, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So he would just eat them all the time. That's a really bad friendship. (laughs) That's a toxic relationship. Yes. Yes. Um, Poor goats. So... Yule goat based on zombie goats mm-hmm. that Thor like to eat over and over again. I like it. So during Sweden's midwinter celebration, or it's called Yule y- Offer, mm-hmm. which translates to Yule Sacrifice. Nice. Some dude dresses up in goat skins and carries a goat head effigy to portray one of Thor's goats. Oh boy. And he would be symbolically killed and returned to life the next day when the sun comes up. Wow. So, um early Christians got wind of
1: Oh god.
0: This, <laughs> and they were horrified. Yeah. They got their panties in a twist. Came in and and, Raymond's nice parade. Yes. <laughs> so they basically declared that ancient goat resurrection was no longer allowed. Oh my god, I love it. And Yule Goat is a demon. (laughs) But that's okay, guys, because demons definitely have more fun. Absolutely. So, um, after the Christians rained on Yule Goat's parade, his reputation definitely took a hit. So, for a long period of time, um, the Yule Goat is basically viewed as an ancient Taylor Swift. He was... (laughs) He had a bad reputation.
1: (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. So he's now this dark and scary and terrible creature who roams around scaring good Christians, demanding food, and whatnot on Christmas. So basically, he's fucking hangry. Right. And he wants you to feed him, bitches. Give him some snacks. (laughs) So, eventually, the evil rumor kind of died down, and then, once again, you know, the pendulum swung back, Mm -hmm. and Yulgo was, again, the sweet and dear creature. Um, (laughs) People, once again, would dress up as Yulgo and go door-to-door giving out gifts. By the way, this sounds rad as fuck. Um it's like reverse trick-or-treating, you stay home and you get gifts like
1: I'm into it. Let's well, sign me up. Yes. Um as Let's I mentioned. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, Tom Ten and Yule Goat, they are homies. Mm-hmm. So Tom Ten rides around on Yule Goat and he passes out gifts to sleeping children like a tiny mischievous Santa Claus. Aww. Is the basic gist of the legend. Um in some parts of Norway, kids go Yule goating where they wear costumes and go caroling, and they get rewarded with snackies and prezzies. Oh,
1: yes, please. Isn't
0: that, like, the cutest this is thing? This precious. I think we should do, like, um, a mom group kid activity with this. It'd be a oh, fun thing genius. for Claire to do, actually. That is right up her alley. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So Claire is a good friend of ours, and she owns this amazing little Topango, Topanga studio. Yep, And... She does great classes for kids. So. She is
1: incredible. If you are local, incredible children's check instructor. Her out. Dance, theater, she's good at everything. Honestly, all the things, <laughs> and one of the kindest people ever, without a doubt. Like probably mm-hmm. one of the most genuine and sweet people that mm-hmm. has ever walked the face of the earth.
0: <laughs> True that. Oh man. So that kind of wraps up the basics of my friends Yule Goat
1: and Tom Ten. <laughs> I love it. So <clears throat> in the same vein as Yule Goat, but a little different, uh, we have Yule Cat, which who is in Icelandic is Yola Kulturin. No, I'm sorry, Yola Kulturin. Um So let's just lay it out there. Iceland has some of the best folklore and their Christmas tales are no different. It's believed that the Yule Cat tale originated at some point in the Dark Ages, but the oldest written account of the Yule Cat tradition is from the 19th century. So here's the deal. The Yule Cat is another good behavior enforcer, like Elf on the Shelf, but fucking terrifying. Ooh, sign me up. It is Icelandic tradition that anyone who finishes their chores before Christmas gets new clothing. Lazy children who don't do their jobs have a face-to-face meeting with the Yule Cat. So let me just describe our darling kitty for you. He's taller than most houses and black as night. He's an absolute unit. He prowls the countryside and travels through Icelandic towns like a peeping tom. The Yule Cat has terrifyingly bright yellow eyes that he uses to peer into homes to check what each child has gotten as a gift. If that child does not have one piece of new Christmas clothing hanging in their room, the Yule Cat will eat the child's dinner. (laughs) Okay, so that doesn't sound real bad, right? Not so terrible. I mean, Mm mm-hmm. He ain't done yet. Oh, <laughs> Yule cat, <Yeah>. spicy burrito. <laughs> After he eats that lazy little kid's dinner, he moves on to the main course, which is the kid. <gasps> oh, I love Yule cat. Yeah. So this tail is used to cajole Icelandic kiddos and to actually help around the house, but also has a couple other layers to it. The Yule cat also makes children think of others not everyone has the funds to purchase a new clothing item before the annual festival of lights children are encouraged to give one of their christmas clothing items away to make sure that the yule cat doesn't eat anyone just because they don't have money which i think is super sweet the yule cat tail was also used by farmers to incentivize their employees into completing the fall wool processing so that everyone is able to get their new clothing item before christmas and, I mean, I wouldn't want someone's blood on my hands because I didn't carve the wool in time. So I feel like that says something about that, like, Icelandic work work ethic, but I, I don't know how to put it together. <laughs> so here's a little bit of poetry. I am excited. Because Iceland is known for their incredible poets. And um, it actually, this particular poet, uh, Johannes Erkotlum, gives a great visual of our massive Christmas beast. And this poem actually helped uh, popularize the Yule Cat tale, as it wasn't terribly well known before 1932 when he put this poem together. You all know the Yule Cat and the cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. Mind you, in Icelandic this rhymes, so sorry. He opened his glaring eyes wide, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail. He jumped, he clawed, he hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil in the freezing yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everyone knew he hunted men and did not care for mice. (laughs) He picked on the very poor that no new garments got for Yule who toiled and lived in dire need. From them he took in one fell swoop their whole Yule dinner, always eating it himself if he possibly could. Hence it was that the women at their spinning wheels sat spinning a colorful thread for a frock or a little sock. Because you mustn't let the cat get a hold of the little children. They had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on on Yule Eve and the cat peered in, the little children stood rosy and proud, all dressed up in their new clothes. Some had gotten an apron and some had gotten shoes or something that was needed. That was all it took. For all who got something new to wear stayed out of that pussycat's grasp. He then gave an awful hiss and went on his way. Whether he still exists, I do not know, but his visit would be in vain if next time everybody got something new to wear. Now, you might be thinking of helping where help is needed most. Perhaps you'll find some children that have nothing at all. Perhaps searching for those that live in a lightless world will give you a happy day and a merry, merry Yule. Oh, I
0: love
1: that. Yeah, I know it's kind of heartwarming. Super effing long, but heartwarming. Also, it. There is a YouTube video I came across of Bjork singing that song in Icelandic, and it is absolutely haunting, and it's so nice, though. Her voice is incredible, we and should I love her. share that. Yeah, I'm planning to. Um,
0: Have you ever heard about the Bjork stalker?
1: No. Oh, girl, we need to do an episode on the Bjork stalker. Works for me, and it's a list. Yeah, it's <laughs> my up. Good stuff. All right. So that was your
0: goat and your cat. And next we have the one and only Krampus. Yes, please. I feel like out of all of the lesser known Christmas creeps Mm -hmm. that Krampus is probably like the king.
1: Oh, I would say so. Um,
0: Like everybody kind of knows who Krampus is. Mm -hmm. They're familiar with him. Um, Fun fact, duality is my favorite word. Well, yeah. Ever. And the story of Krampus and his BFF is kind of like the Christmas creeps embodiment of Mm -hmm. duality. You've got that typical like yin-yang, good-evil balance kind of going on here. Right. So Krampus, if Dr. Satan and a goat made a baby, I imagine that Krampus is what you would get. You know what? what? I see it. I can see it. So cra- the word Krampus derives from an old German word, Krampen, which means claw.
1: Oh, yes. I like it a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which would be an awesome cat name. Yes. Krampen. Um, so Krampus is said to have been the son of Hel, who is the queen of hell in Norse mythology. Another fun fact: Hel is the daughter of Loki, and because of this, she her body is actually half blue and half flesh colored, and she has one hell of an RBF. Yes, like, she's please. known for it. Um, Krampus himself is a half goat, half demon abomination <clears throat> who has these giant horns that are super tall and swirly and Ooh. terrifying cloven hooves, a gross, hairy body that is just covered in brown hair, red eyes, and a face that only a mother could love. He is typically depicted as carrying chains and sometimes bells. The chains are said to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. Interesting. Yes. I like it. So the gist of the story is that Krampus and Nick, they are buddies. Okay. You know, actually, I should tell you a little bit about Nick first. So, the Nick that we are talking about is St. Nicholas, who, according to the Catholics, is the patron saint of children. Right. Dude, do you think he's super proud of how the Catholic Church has traditionally protected their children?
1: Ooh, child. Mm.
0: Um, So, the Catholics, they kind of describe him as a kind and gentle and generous man who goes around rewarding the good.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: So, Krampus and BFF, St. Nick, they are polar opposite in every way. Krampus is basically the peanut butter to Nick's jelly. (laughs) Um yeah, so Krampus and Nick, they're going around to various homes, and Nick has a shoe fetish, apparently. Right. So the kids place out their shoes at night, and Nick puts candy in the good kids' shoes, which is gross. Yeah. And then he puts birch twigs in the shoes of the bad kids. <laughs> so these birch sticks, Dick move, by the way, Nick, um, they serve as a signal to the Krampus that he needs to shake that kid down basically nice you see the Krampus is a kinky motherfucker and he loves to punish naughty children oh boy um there are variations to the story but basically Krampus gets his kicks by either beating children with birch switches or he kidnaps them shoves them in his sack takes them back to his lair and beats them with birch switches Krampus and the Grinch have a lot in common I feel yeah I think you're right the kids are like the Who's, and I wonder if that's where Dr. Seuss got his inspiration.
1: You might be on
0: something. It's like he has a lair in the mountains, yeah. which is kind of like a Nordic feel to uh, yeah. you know,
1: the terrain.
0: like that. You That's... Yeah. Isn't that I can see that. So, um, the Krampus stuff kind of died out of popularity for a while, but now, modern days, it... Has kind of seen a resurgence Mm -hmm. amongst the people in the area, and they have these like festivals where they like the men of the villages like dress up as Krampus and run around trying to chase the evil spirits. Oh, good lord! (laughs) Um, and they have like it's just crazy, they have this big Krampus parade. With t- like all the Krampuses that you could ever imagine, nice Just marching around with their chains and carrying on—it's pretty cool. I like it. Me too. I didn't know a lot of the things about the Krampus. Yeah, so it's
1: I do. Kind of fun. I really I like the idea of there being another level
0: of punishment for children misbehaving. Me too. I kind of want to tell. My kids, the story of Krampus, except for Holden would probably be
1: like, hell yeah, Mom. Right. I was just thinking, Holden would be into it. I know that Isabel is aware of Krampus because we watched the movie uh, maybe (laughs) a few months ago. (laughs) Because she's my my horror movie buff. I love that. She's into it. Um, And I know that she didn't quite understand it, but she understood it enough. And she went and Googled Krampus herself. (laughs) She goes, that's terrible, Mom. He actually... He's beating people. (laughs) It was cute. I liked it. That's awesome. Yeah. She's funny.
0: So (sighs) that's that wraps up my Krampus Mm -hmm. portion. And then last but not least,
1: we have... One more. So we're going from Krampus, who is super well-known, to a Christmas character. I'm still staying in Iceland. um, Who is a little less well-known but it's kind of seeing a resurgence lately because of uh the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix i so, am so excited for next month oh i'm amped! i am beyond uh, ant. i love that so, much. Wait. so earlier i talked about our huge man-eating feline who prowls around iceland at christmas and now I'm going to talk about his owner, who honestly I'm thinking of them as the patron saints of Censure Strange and Suspicious because she's our kind of people. Yeah, tell me. Mm hmm. Gryla was originally written as a giantess in a 13th century epic, but it's changed a lot over the years. She wasn't originally connected to Christmas until the middle of the 17th century. So all the descriptions I've been able to find of her call her enormous and horrifying, but her actual species vacillates between giantess, ogre, and troll. (laughs) Wow, I love her already. Right? Whatever she is, she is not to be played with. Gryla is commonly referred to as the Christmas witch. She began as a personification of winter and transitioned to the season of darkness and ice. Uh, Think of her as like a really scary Jack Frost she was commonly thought to control the landscape and weather during the winter months which i think is kind of sweet because icelanders have this very beautiful outlook of their country like they're tenants of their country and the magical creatures and spirits are the actual owners and caretakers of the land so whatever happens there is beyond their control basically um and it's just how the magical creatures and spirits and things want Iceland to be <clears throat> I love that yeah so Kryla has been married three times and has had 72 children girl no mm. wonder she's grumpy right 13 of whom are the Yule lads an Icelandic group of Christmas characters reminiscent of elves or dwarves they were known to cause mischief around the Yule holiday and actually have an assortment of very weird fetishes for which they're named mm. so many of you some examples here Spoon liquor, window peeper.
0: Oh, my favorite.
1: And my favorite, sheep coat clod. He is obsessed with sucking on sheep nipples, but but thankfully his legs don't bend, so the sheep are safe. Uh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He he has a sheep nip knot fetish?
1: Yep, sure does. The pictures of him are incredible. Please make sure to share those. I will. He's usually carrying a sheep under his arm. Alright. So like I said, Gryla wasn't connected to Christmas until later. Icelandic poets really had a lock on these holiday stories, <laughs> I'm telling you. So a series of poems connected to the Yule lads and the Yule a series of poems connected the Yule lads and the Yule Cat as Gryla's family. They originally weren't connected in any way, shape or form. They were independent characters. Many of the Icelandic holiday characters end up having connected stories over the years and tend to pop up around the same time of year. This isn't just a coincidence, though. The Icelandic midwinter yule coincides with the darkest period of the year since Iceland only gets about six hours of sunlight during the winter. Because of this, it's thought that the veil between our world and theirs is thinner and allows all the magical creatures as well as the deceased to come over and visit. Um, Sometimes even physically paying visits to different homes throughout the country um, wearing masks and cloaks. So back to Kryla. Kryla lives in an isolated cave way up in the Icelandic hinterland and is essentially a matriarchal warlord. (laughs) She directs her children and various magical creatures to attack other groups and towns is tough and definitely an abusive spouse though. <laughs> there are a ton of illustrations of her beating and berating her husbands. Her first husband, she killed and ate him. His name was Gooster when he wasn't ha- but it was because he wasn't handling his uh, husbandly duties. Well, step up or get eaten. I'm saying my girl got bored and straight up ate him.
0: I mean he probably
1: knew what he was getting himself into. He did, come on. Um, and then second husband is named Boley and, and she only killed him. I wasn't able to find out why she killed him, but yeah, she did. Did not eat that one. Hmm. He was the one that she had the majority of her 72 children with. So they were busy, whatever happened there. Her next husband is the current one, who's really just described as a lazy troll who hangs out waiting for her to bring home the bacon, as it were.
2: Hmm.
1: He is the father of the Yule Lads. So, Kryla comes down from her icy cave carrying a large bag with her large horn tail trailing behind her. She has one objective to travel through Iceland hunting down disobedient and naughty children to pluck from their homes and throw into the sack. She can hear a misbehaving child from anywhere in the world. If you are bad, she will find you. Ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. So, once her sack is full, she returns to her cave to cook the children into soup. And you said sack is full. I said sack is full. Oh goodness. Sorry. So the kids end up becoming soup. (laughs) In the original stories, she was portrayed as a ragged beggar going door to door asking parents to give her their disobedient children. (laughs) So as with her scary pet cat, there's the poem that explains her proclivities. Down comes Kryla from the outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children who cry for meat during Lent. Mm. Okay, once again, that rhymes in Icelandic. (laughs) There are variations in how she's described depending on what poet, what each poet found the most terrifying. Like things were just added over the years. So, and one she said to have 15 tails, each of which holds 100 bags with 20 children in each bag, which she takes home to feed her family. So that's 30,000 children that she hikes these icy mountains with, just lugging them home to chop up and stew for her horde of troll offspring and lazy husband. I bet they don't even thank her for bringing all that food or for cooking it. You know they don't. No. They just expect it. The labor of women is completely Mm. undervalued. Yep. Bunch of ungrateful turds. Amen. So other poems describe her as having 200 bright blue eyes in the back of her head, ears that hang so long that they hit her in the the nose, which I still can't figure out the mechanics of exactly. A matted beard, blackened teeth, and even hooves. She sounds
0: like the sexy chick version of krampus
1: that's what i was thinking too but a badder bitch Mm -hmm. than krampus so as i was digging into this i started kind of reading into iceland to begin with and this place is pretty incredible
0: it's definitely on my bucket list absolutely um there's constantly ons to go for hella cheap we should consider
1: i like it do that that's a girl's trip to iceland um, so these folktales and traditions there are taken really, really seriously. In fact, at one point in the 1700s, it was illegal for parents to threaten their children with Gryla. This was done by official decree.
0: Um, you know what? When I kind of I glossed over it in my grandpa's mm-hmm. story, but when it fell out of favor for a while, it was because it was outlawed as well. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. I love it. Um, so her, her presence is so very real and ingrained in the culture that the threats caused the country's children to be so frightened that they refused to leave their homes. (laughs) So there's just a bunch of kids that didn't go to school (laughs) because they were scared to leave the house. I
0: mean,
1: yeah. Throughout the country, you will find depictions of Gryla and her ilk, uh, paintings, murals, statues, and even in some company logos, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, kind of like Santa and Coca-Cola. <laughs> I think Grela and her super awesome yule cat should definitely be our new logo. Yep, I'm into it. More recently, there was an eight-year-long debate between the government, environmentalists, and some elf sympathizers over the destruction of a 50-ton elf church located where a highway was planned. The church was a 50-ton rock Um, like a lava rock that was part of a um, larger lava rock formation called the Elf Garden that's near Reykjavik. One of the elf rights activists was instructed by the elves to protect their chapel. This woman said that the elves came and communicated to her and asked her to help them and to prevent the highway from from being built over their church, she led a protest. Signs and all. There were public debates. It was a huge thing. The government complied. Oh. Okay. The elves won, and the construction crews picked up the elves' chapel with their bulldozers. And the diggers, and instead of crushing it, they moved it to a safer location. I'm going to need to see a picture of the chapel. I will show you. I will share a picture of the chapel as well, because also, I will show you. And I'm moving to Iceland. Right? Obviously, I belong there. Clearly. This kind of nonsense, I'm into it. Me too. So, some of these folks genuinely believe in the elves, fairies, and other fake creatures that belong to their country, and I'm honestly so here for it. It just seems, like, super mystical. And in the words of Liz Lemon from 30 Rock, I want to go to there. Me too. Yeah. That I just have... let, me, let me pull up the picture of the Elf Church for you. All right. Um, this is, I'm going to see if I can find the picture I came across last night. Yeah. There's the Elf Church being moved. Mm-hmm. It's... So it's a huge piece of rock. It's just a. It's just a giant rock.
0: Nothing real fancy about it. It kind of looks like a piece of poop.
1: Yep, a little bit. But um, yeah, this is a this is a thing. And um, people, the actual Elf City and Elf Church. um, Oh my god!
0: Does it have a website? It does
1: oh okay and
0: there's a, f- a hotel like N- right next to it oh man you guys we need to go to iceland yeah
1: so like they're really just these giant lava rock formations we should start a gofundme take casey and Elon <laughs> to, to iceland. iceland to go yeah. visit
0: the elves we yes, could do an please. episode on it. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome.
1: But yeah, some, so some, where, these, where the elf churches and things are located, like, people, like, these are actually landmarks, like, and people will avoid those areas because they don't want to upset the elves. That's amazing. Isn't it
0: cool? I wish that Americans had a little bit more magic in their hearts. Agreed. Because uh-huh. I would love this. Like in Ann Arbor, I think it's super cute. Um, it's, I don't know how it started or why, but they do the fairy doors outside of a lot of the businesses. Yeah. So you can hunt them down when you're out there shopping. Mm-hmm. And then when they built the new children's hospital,
1: they hid some in the children's hospital. So related, my parents' neighborhood, Winchell neighborhood, there is a um, tree that's been there for forever that is a fairy door. It's tradition for the for the kids that are starting at Winchell Elementary to leave presents the first day of school as they're walking to school. So they leave presents and toys and things at the tree. And at some point the city was trying to cut the tree down. This was like two or three months ago. It was a huge deal, like massive protest. They left it alone. So the fairy door and all the toys and things are still there but yeah every first day of school you can walk past and there's always kids leaving snacks and toys it's adorable that's cute I love
0: that Yeah,
1: I I love our neighborhood I really do they're just everyone is incredible but yeah so I would say it's a wrap on our our Christmas creeps here we have this was a really fun one it was super fun yes and um, so before we close out with you guys, we want to let you know, um, a couple of months ago, we talked briefly discussed, um, a giveaway, uh, for you guys. So what we'll do is create a Facebook post, um, that will be the kind of center of all your entries into, um, this contest. So you will be, so once you um, actually participate, which I'm going to get into that in a second, you will be entered in a drawing for the very first SSS Podcast swag bag. Ooh. You will get some um, Sinister Strange and Suspicious goodies.
0: We're not sure what all we're going to have in there, yep.
1: but we're going to We're gonna figuring some, it out. We're going to have some stuff. We will. Um, So there'll be some some other goodies and snacks and things that aren't necessarily related to the podcast, but are just good stuff to have. Because they're things that we enjoy. Yes. (laughs) So you'll have a little piece of us. (laughs) That could be good. Or bad. You never know.
0: Yeah, you never know with us. One time I sent my best good friend, Allison, Mm -hmm. a care package when she lived in Yuma, Arizona. Right. And I basically cleaned out my junk drawer. Oh gosh. Baked her some cookies and then put the corpses of my dead scorpions
1: in there. Yep. I. I that is, what I think of you and Allison, that is probably it in a nutshell. I could totally see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, um,
0: a story for another day. I, yeah. I
1: had pet scorpions. <laughs> so... In order to get your entry into our giveaway, when we put the post up, we want you guys to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, cannot participate with Apple Podcasts, leave the review on our Facebook page, okay? Screenshot it and then put it in the comments. In your comment, you need to tag a friend and also share our original post, Basically,
0: we are trying to get you guys to pimp us out to your friends. Basically, yeah. And um, we are just trying to grow our listenership. So if you
1: could help us out with that, we will hook you up. Absolutely. So you guys will get um, that in exchange. You get your so each of those reviews and making sure that you your initial entry is your entry to that drawing. So. We will be taking all of your information and dropping it into one of those randomizer <coughs> apps. And from there, the app will pick whoever our winner is. We will be going live to announce it. Um, so you guys will be all be in the know when we actually do the drawing. I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I really am looking forward to like more
0: interaction with our... People. Absolutely. Um, that's probably my favorite part of doing this. Mm-hmm. Like today, a girl commented that she found us accidentally by one of our posts being shared all the way in South Africa.
1: That's just the coolest thing ever. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I love it. And I also <clears throat> like when we look at our statistics and we can see all the different countries. That's just the coolest thing. I love it.
0: I know. I can't.
1: Because we're at like what?
0: 12 countries now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I never would have imagined. And no. I have, but I'm so
1: excited. Yeah, this is super
0: fun. Like, we have more people listening in Australia and the United Kingdom than we do in Canada. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And we are literally like,
1: could throw a stone and hit Canada. True. <laughs> sure. um, so, <clears throat> like we said, we're appreciating all the interactions with you guys. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Sinister Strange and Suspicious Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast 13 Our email is Podcast 13 at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on our website, which is SSSPodcast.net. Have a wonderful week. Yes, and enjoy your holidays, spend time with your family, or just hang out and hide from the world. Whatever works for you, dude. Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes. happy holidays to all of my
1: non-religious heathens. Yes, enjoy your time off. That's what you can do. Merry
0: Christmas to those who celebrate. Happy Hanukkah. You know, whatever you guys do, happy times to you.
1: That's right. Bye. Bye.